0: Welcome back to Unscripted. This is a show about the power of music. Um, I am Matt Perry. I'm your host. I'm excited to be back today. I've got a really good friend coming on the show today. Uh, so today's guest is uh, DJ Lani Love, who's a third of Club Mesh, at least 75% wholesome. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite DJs and friends from LA. And uh, Lani's just released her new, her new single called Iced Coffee, which you can listen uh, to by typing an exclamation point follow in the chat. And you can also follow her on Twitch, Instagram, and buy her music on Bandcamp as well. Um, and yeah, I've, on, I've known Lani for quite a few years, so uh, it's great to have, you, have her finally on the show. Please welcome DJ Lani Love to Unscripted. What up, Lani?
1: Hey, Matt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much uh, for being our guest today.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. That was a very nice intro. Appreciate it.
0: Is am I right though? Is it seventy how what's the percentage of wholesomeness? Yeah,
1: it is seventy five percent wholesome. I was impressed that you remembered uh my silly Twitch antics. Thank you.
0: <laughs> was that a was that a, a beanie or a hat that you made as well?
1: Yeah, it was a beanie. That's like awesome. Everyone kept calling me the wholesome DJ, but I felt like I had to clarify that, you know, uh I'm human and I listened to some very unwholesome songs. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Ratchet I mean tracks. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of curious to know, yeah, what's the origin of of that exactly? The 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 wholesome DJ.
1: Oh, um I think it was my third stream like before I even had affiliate. Uh some randoms in my chat like they were just commenting on my energy. They're like she's really wholesome. Um, I think maybe it was like Blue Fusion might've been the specific user who said it first, but it was echoed by everybody else throughout the stream. And it literally continued like stream after stream, week after week. So I was like, fuck it. Like, this, this is how you'll remember me. I'm the wholesome DJ. And sometimes like, and I, I think I looked up, I remember looking up the definition of wholesome and afterwards I was like, yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> Because, you know, I'll, I'll play music and I'll do my thing, but without even trying to, I often share very, like, mom-ish, you know, like, auntie tips where I'm like, hey, don't forget to wear sunscreen, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's just my energy. I can't help
0: it. <laughs> I love it, though. I mean, wearing sunscreen is really important these days. Um, being from New Zealand, I know that firsthand. It's, uh, you know, skin damage is serious. Yes. <laughs> Actually, um, if, well, if I may, um, just indulge you in a bit of um, Kiwi uh, New Zealand youth culture. Um, when I was <laughs> when I was younger, uh, sun is obviously a very a, a real problem, with skin cancer in New Zealand. So they have like this uh, public health uh, kind of saying in New Zealand called "slip, slop, slap," and it's um, <laughs> "slip on a t-shirt, um, slop on some sunscreen, and slap on a hat." So there you go. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that. I am also all about hats. So, yeah. Awesome. I c- I- That's a motto to live by.
0: Absolutely. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out to the homies that have tuned in. We got Joey Caller, Twitch's Our Radio, uh, DJ Destruct, Burnt CDs, Constant Pro, J-O-C... Uh, yeah, sorry. S-O-C-J, my bad. Um, so thank you everyone who's tuned in right now. Uh, we also got, we got Dance Electric, JC, F-105 Darwin... Hopefully I'm saying all these right. Um, but yeah, thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in right now to the show. And shout out to everyone who watches on uh, or listens on Spotify or anywhere else you uh, you listen to podcasts or YouTube. Um, but yeah, look, I really wanted to congratulate um, Lani you on your latest release. Um, but not only is it your latest release, it's also your second release this year. Um, so yeah, huge congratulations on Ice Coffee and Candlestick Flickr. Um, now, I exactly. wanted to ask you a little bit about these tracks, because, um, you know, you've been working on production for some time now, uh, but this is the first time I've heard your vocal on tracks. Can you tell me about how that journey has been for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you've you've heard me talk about my interest in production for years now, um, whether it was, you know, playing with um, Serato and, like trying I was trying to make a beat a day for like a month I forgot how many years ago it was I did not successfully make a beat a day but I had started a ton of ideas Um, but it took me a while to figure out how to make those ideas into songs that I was excited to play and I think quarantine um, made me just more comfortable with my voice like in from streaming on twitch on top of people telling me that I had wholesome energy, they also told me they they liked my voice. So I think feeling more comfortable with my voice, um, I started recording it more, like, both for vocals, um, but also sometimes I would use it just to, like, hum to myself what I thought might be a cool bass line or melodic flourish in a song. So it was just a quicker way for me to get ideas down because sometimes maybe I couldn't necessarily play out what I wanted to hear in a song but I could I just embraced my voice and I would like hum it or sing it or something record it and then finish it up like the next day
0: that's awesome yeah it's um I feel like using your voice is is a real I mean for me personally I don't sing at all and I'm terrified of using my voice so it's so awesome to see that you've like fully embraced it and and you're comfortable with it because that's I think the hardest bit right
1: yeah, it definitely is. Like, I took voice lessons actually for a very short period of time, but just um, with the intent of making myself comfortable enough to record like scratch vocals or demos to send to people. And I remember the, the vocal coach was like, Your pitch is fine. Like, you have great pitch. I don't know what you're so worried about. And I was like, My voice sucks. She's like, No, I just need, you just need to be more confident. Like, I can hear the shakiness in it, but your pitch is fine. And I was like, Oh, okay. I should not be so harsh.
0: <laughs> That's got to help though, right? Having someone kind of just give you a little bit of a push in that direction.
1: Totally. Yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting. You're saying like on Twitch, you know, as a, as DJs, I never really used the mic. And then on Twitch, it kind of forced me into talking to an audience and talking to people. And, and I think what you're talking yeah. about, um, actually, I spoke to another artist about this. Like, you you can really tell like people's vulnerability through their voice. Like, you can really pick up a lot on how they're feeling um you know through just their tone and the way they speak um i think about it all the time and uh twitch really kind of took made me rip that band-aid off and just like go for it you know
1: yeah like you can tell especially in the early days of twitch you could tell who was streaming because they enjoyed it and who was doing it because they felt like they had to be there like even just in the way they said hi to people right they're like we all what's up like thanks for joining us, you know, like, <laughs> or they'd be shouting people out and they're like, yeah, what's up, what's going on? But it was so like the same greeting with every person, same kind of like, yeah, I guess I have to be here. Like, you can tell it's very hard to fake.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and if you can fake it, maybe you should be acting as well, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or at least in radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I mean, it was a challenging time. That's for sure. Um, Like I spoke to Spen your your about it last week. And we just talked a lot about how it was like, you know, streaming. Yeah, like it wasn't for everybody, but it was also like kind of the one thing that kind of kept people going. Not only the audience, but also as DJs gave us gave us something to do. And you really totally. embraced that fully, um, as as well as uh, your your crew, Club Mesh, which I would like to talk about in a little bit. But before we do that, actually, I do really really want to play your new, your latest song, um, Iced Coffee. So let's just uh, yeah, yeah, let's step over to Serato here and just give that a, a run one time. So everyone who hasn't heard this already, this is DJ Lani Loves' latest single, Iced Coffee. So let's go.
1: I'm iced coffee, baby. Get iced coffee, baby. Cool ice pipe. Just a sip will make you crazy. I'm iced coffee, baby. Taste this coffee, baby. Sweet, sweet, Even haters think I'm wavy, wavy, wavy. Cool.
0: That's all we can really play for now, but um, big up Lani Love <laughs> on her track DJ Ice Coffee, uh, DJ Lani Love with Ice Coffee. Shout out to everyone who's throwing the iced coffee emote in the chat too. And if you haven't heard this, or you want to play the song on your own time, uh, just type an exclamation point follow, and you'll be able to be um, you'll be able to listen to that on all DSPs, stream platforms, etc. Um, and follow Lani Love on IG and Twitch. Um, but let's I want to ask you about this song in particular. Um, what's, <laughs> what was the, what was the, the idea? What was the inspiration behind this song?
1: I always wanted to make a song that incorporated some Vietnamese and English. I actually had a track that I made years ago called Viet Kieu. I think around four years ago was when I started recording, uh, some ideas, a lot of them terrible, but like there were little gems there that I, I'm actually kind of now developing into songs that I like. Um, But when I think about Vietnamese culture and what's a lot of people are familiar with, they usually know pho, banh mi, and cafe soda, iced coffee. So I thought, yeah, let's make this into a a tune. And um, I was just inspired by like the different elements of iced coffee. The condensed milk is sweet. It's thick, you know.
0: Absolutely. It's uh, definitely picks you up too. Um, Now... (laughs) What is your favorite iced coffee location in Los Angeles? Like, if you're like, this is the one, this is the spot. If you've never had Vietnamese iced coffee, where are you going to tell people to go?
1: Oh, no, I don't know, because I make it all the time. That's terrible. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I don't actually. So I'll say LA, um, there's not a ton of Vietnamese like restaurants. Most of it's in Orange County. Cause little Saigon is like our hub. Okay. So there's probably a bunch of places making like a solid Vietnamese iced coffee, but I make it at home the most. So you'd but suggest, anywhere in Chinatown there's.
0: Huh? So you'd suggest just try making it at home. Cause it, it's, it's like a, it's condensed milk, but it's a specific way yeah. of brewing the coffee. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Um. So it's really easy. I'm actually um, on my to-do list is to, Film a little piece of content on how to make iced coffee um, and I will be sharing it. But uh, this brand, Wieng Coffee Supply, that's my last name. I'm not. I wish it was my coffee brand. It's not. Um, But it's it started by a fellow Vietnamese American first gen. And uh, it's the beans are from Vietnam. I think they're. prepared in Brooklyn and shipped everywhere. And they have a tutorial on how to make it. So you put it into this little drip filter, you pour a little bit of hot water over it, let them, the beans kind of grow and bloom. And then you pour in the rest of the water, let it drip. Um, you can always add milk or creamer of your choice after, but if you're doing it the traditional way, the you line the bottom of a, the cup with condensed milk. Mm. So when the hot coffee drips, it melts mm. the condensed milk. You mix, stir it all together, and then ice.
0: That sounds amazing. we got, D- DJ D-Strike yeah. has a question for you, though. He-, he wants to know your thoughts on instant Vietnamese-, Vietnamese coffee.
1: There are some solid ones, but I will say that with the instant ones, I think a lot of what you're tasting tends to be just the milk and sugar. Mm. So it's delicious. But if you really want the strong, like, fragrance that comes with um, coffee, a fresh one's always better. But... Uh, an instant one will suffice.
0: In a pinch. Hold you over. Yeah. Yeah. And Popalock, shout out Papalock, in here. He says uh, Garden Grove uh, yeah. seems to be a good location for a, a good one. Um, yeah, but, Garden yeah.
1: Grove, Westminster, Little Saigon. It's all the Orange County hub.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to have to try one of these spots out the next time I'm down there. Um, and yeah, Yes, you- I'll
1: take you on a tour.
0: Please. Yeah, I'd love that. In fact, um, you've put me into a lot of really great food in L.A. And your your family has a has a really great restaurant that I like um, in downtown L.A. Uh, what's the name of yeah, your... Yeah, Olac, Olak, that's right. Yeah. And it's yeah. all vegan, right?
1: Yeah. Um, A-U-L-A-C. Uh, my mom started the original one in Orange County in 97. And then my sister opened one about eight years ago at First and Hope. It's near the Broad um, Grand Park uh, Walt Disney Concert Hall. Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's a great location to just just, like I love that area and our studio is pretty close to that area and I go for a walk all the way all the ways up there and uh, yeah, it's really great food. So if you're ever in LA and you need some good Vietnamese and vegan food, this will take both boxes for you really well. now, on the song, yeah, you, you mentioned you rap in Vietnamese um, and English, which is really cool. What was your decision to do that exactly?
1: First of all, I don't know if I'm I, I'm nervous to identify with the verb rap because I'm not a rapper. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm just saying words in a slightly rhythmic pattern.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's rapping, right? But,
1: yeah, I guess. Um, but it's because I know so many good rappers that I'm so nervous to be even like floating my name in orbit near that but yeah yeah, um sorry your question was about um melodically or rhythmically speaking vietnamese words on the track
0: yeah 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 exactly what was your decision like or inspiration (laughs) for that
1: oh um i just i listen to a lot of dance music and a lot of house tracks like the vocals are fairly minimal so you know you might just be hearing techno and tequila like over and over and it's just all about that really kind of chill effortless vocal that is chopped and kind of repeated throughout the song um in a sort sort of hypnotic fashion and um, again from streaming my community would tell me that my voice they found soothing Um, to the point where I actually have a stream on Sundays called Let's Fucking Go to Sleep. (laughs)
0: That's right. That's right. I forgot about Uh, that one.
1: Yeah. And I play chill songs and I'm the only DJ who wants to put people to sleep. That's one day a week. (laughs) Don't you dare fall asleep on a Friday set. I'll be freaking insulted.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's uh, kind of, you've got some good emotes for this. I'm going to throw them in the chat. You got the LFG vibe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Sunday, what a perfect time for it too. You know, everyone's exhausted. They've spent the weekend partying. So yeah, it's a perfect idea. Um, yeah. And you've also highlighted some really cool videos on TikTok, um, highlighting emerging like Viet, Viet trap songs and artists. How do you discover those mm-hmm. those um those artists?
1: Um, well, when I started writing um some of my Vietnamese slash English songs about like a few years ago. I wanted to immerse myself and look le- like listen to some Vietnamese artists like from Vietnam. So I just, you know, started slowly building a playlist. And then in quarantine, um, I had a deadline to work against because I knew I wanted to do a special stream for Lunar New Year since it didn't look like we were going to be going outside. So um, I just kept collecting music um i would look up artists and see who they worked with and i think especially with the younger generation of vietnamese rappers they tend to collaborate so there are very few tracks where it's just one rapper it tends to be like two plus you know so i would look up like in the links all the facebook's or instagrams or soundclouds i'd link to and just you know follow go down the wormhole
0: that's awesome. Would you suggest if people wanted mm-hmm. to learn more about that? Like, would is it is it like SoundCloud still like the destination for people to to explore and find that kind of music, or where would be best?
1: I think um, SoundCloud or YouTube. I think YouTube's a little bit better for um, Vietnamese like rap. I mean, they a lot of them will upload to SoundCloud, but they don't necessarily. Um, always linked to everything Mm. but i've noticed uh youtube is just a really big youtube and facebook are two really big platforms uh in vietnam
0: awesome yeah it's it's crazy like the you know that's the great thing about soundcloud youtube and stuff it's really made the world a little closer and it's given like the ability to to explore and find out new like new things that we otherwise wouldn't have heard about uh is tiktok also one of those places that you find is is really good for that
1: um actually I don't know if it's cuz I'm not following the right people but I haven't seen that many uh, Vietnamese artists on TikTok yet. Mm. Um I think like Facebook and Instagram still reign supreme for most of the, at least the people that I are on my radar. They cool. seem to be their main ways to share things.
0: Cool yeah it's um it's it's really interesting to see you make those videos cuz yeah I have heard little or literally none of those artists but it's really exciting to hear you know, the different, uh, different kind of sounds that are coming out of Vietnam. And, and obviously it's got a huge, uh, you know, huge subculture there for, for rap music and, and probably other things too, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been so cool to see Vietnamese rap, um, shape and grow into what it is now. Like there was even a show called Viet Rap, like an American idol, but rapping.
0: Oh wow. Um,
1: yeah, because, you know, I loved hip hop in, like the nineties and two thousands. And I would look for Vietnamese rap. And I was like, it's it." at least then it wasn't it. I was like, it's just not hitting, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it was like part of it I'm sure was production. Um, but I also felt like the language didn't lend itself tonally to the style of beats that were trendy then. Mm. Now with trap being a thing, I think the there's a little bit more room. So Vietnamese being a tonal language, uh, where your inflection really affects what you're saying. I think having that space, it just works really nicely with mm. uh, a trap beat.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't think of it, yeah. Lit, but yeah, the space makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, Like the 90s was very illable, killable, syllable. <laughs> it was yeah. Very, yeah. very, very, fast, so yeah. Wordy. Yeah, and, and I was yeah. like,
1: oh, is this, I mean, <laughs> I, or, and it could just be that maybe the rappers then, you know, it was too new. like. It's now the Gen Z generations had the chance to build off of millennials.
0: You know? yeah. Um, yeah. But going back to your production, um, it feels like you've really identified the sound that you want to make in particular, um, which, you know, that usually has taken me. I mean, I still struggle with that personally. Um, but, you yeah. know, how, how did you arrive at, like, your sound?
1: Yeah, that's so nice of you to say that because I feel like I didn't even... I don't know if I actually have a sound yet because I'm still so new on my producer journey. Um, but my current goal is just to make songs that I would genuinely want to play. Um, and that's kind of like all I can hold myself accountable to, I guess. And once I feel like I've really honed in a sound, I would love to make an EP or something that people are like, Oh, why don't you make more music? And I was like, I am, they're just individual pieces because that's just, where my skill set is at. Um, but I think there's just certain sounds or patterns that I gravitate towards. So maybe, you know, I, I, I would hope there's some consistency in things that I make, even if I don't approach them in uh, any sort of methodical way.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. In fact, um, I'd really like to take this time to, to play your other song that you released really only, what, two months ago, um, yeah. C- Candlestick Flicker. And I've been playing this song. Um, I've really enjoyed this song. It's super cool. I think if people in the Yay. chat, I mean, you've got the emote, right? You've got the, the Flickr yeah. emote. So
1: yeah. Yes. And shout out Dance Electric JC um, from my community. He actually animated that for me.
0: Oh, yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Thank Dance yeah. Electric JC. we got the candlestick. Um, so, yeah, let's play that song real quick. And then we'll talk a little bit about that, too. Let's jump over to Serato. I've got it all queued up here. Here we go. Candlestick Flickr by DJ Lani Love.
1: You look our heads are floating in the chat
0: look
1: <laughs> <laughs> at there we go <laughs>
0: that's dj lani loves candlestick flicker and that's available now also so just type an exclamation point follow and you'll be able to get access to that oh um yeah so this song i think i'd mentioned to you i think has a really i love i mean i love this song like i was saying it has like a dfa vibe is that is that like a fair um kind of like accurate inspiration for this or was that complete am i completely off
1: No, that's totally fair. I actually didn't even think about it um, as an inspiration, because it's not like I, it wasn't at all in a reference track. um, When I made this song, like, um, but when I think about music that I listened to early, especially early in my DJ journey, DFA was like in very heavy rotation. So um, yeah, once you said that, I was like, Oh, that's dope. And you know, made me feel especially good about my track because I love all DFA remixes.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah, I was hoping it was a complimentary yeah. uh, observation because yeah, I love DFA also, um, and I was I was I really I mean I love the song, this tempo, like this kind of the way the bass moves and all that. It's like kind of like post-punky but really dancey, and uh, yeah, I just it's got great energy. So um, it was all the things that I loved about DFA, and 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 what you're doing it's like really really cool. So yeah congratulations on that one
1: Thank you bloghouse forever <laughs> yeah exactly
0: in fact um I think we i first was introduced to you around like kind of just the end end in end, ending era of bloghouse around two thousand eleven or yeah two thousand eleven yeah. i think um mm-hmm. and i think uh yeah that you were you were in Chicago at the time oh no you were you were in New York at the time
1: yeah, I was in Chicago, yeah, in Chicago. I just freshly moved there.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cause you lived in Brooklyn and Chicago, but you're originally from LA. Um, yeah. How did those cities like kind of influence you musically?
1: I mean, if it wasn't for my move to New York, I don't, I might've started DJing, but probably a little bit later, like moving to New York, I didn't know if I would, li- how long I would live there. Um, so I told myself that I, ha- I was in an orange County bubble. Like that's where I grew up. And I, think I was played life fairly safe. So, you know, I was planning to just like get a corporate job and do all the things that people supposedly are supposed to do. Um, but in moving to New York, that was like a swerve from my original plans. I thought I would just be a California girl for life. And so abandoning everything that had kind of known, um, I wanted to make sure I made the most of my time in New York. So on this, like aspirational wish list was learning how to DJ. And, yeah, it was like perfect being in Brooklyn. I met Morsy, m o r s y who I was following on MySpace because of bloghouse. and um I learned how to DJ from him and you know was like his intern slash apprentice for a little bit. and I think being around him and you know prime bloghouse era really shaped like my journey like um, like when I think about early days in Brooklyn, like Diplo played at the Apple Store back then. Um, there were so many free parties that were sponsored by like Pepsi, Hennessy, um, Scion.
0: Oh yeah, Scion! Shout out Scion! Yeah,
1: it's like super Scion. They made so many producers' careers in the two thousands.
0: RIP Scion. They did so much for the culture. It was it was a good it was a time. They
1: really did, yeah. I, I, think- I hope their marketing managers are are, you know, doing bigger and better things, reaping the benefits of their legacy.
0: Absolutely. Every time I see a scion, I feel, I think fondly of that time too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, Brooklyn, what a time and so much great music. That's insane. Um, And then, so when you moved to Chicago, Chicago also has obviously extremely rich music history. um, And and how did that, how was that?
1: I mean obviously uh chicago so there's like smart bar amazing venue such a great place to see house and dance music had the chance to see um frankie knuckles um before he passed so really feel grateful to have had that experience but you know derrick carter like so many iconic people are from there. play sets there so i think that obviously has made it into like my psyche um but on a more like personal level i just think the average dj like at your neighborhood bar is so good in chicago mm. like um the community of djs there like the talent is so good and i think part of that my high personal hypothesis is that with the city that gets so freaking cold like we're talking negative degrees you can't have an average DJ, like people aren't going to come to your bar to see someone train wreck songs they've already hear at home or on the radio, then, you know, you have to be bringing some something extra. So, um, yeah, I just feel like any DJ that you see in Chicago is probably going to be better than the average DJ you see in some other big cities.
0: I have very fond memories of, um, hanging out with you in Chicago, uh, and I guess 2014 or 15 or something. And I remember we went to this yeah. really cool, you took me to this really cool bar. Uh, it was with my cousin and I uh, and you and I think one of your friends. I can't remember, but it felt like it was like it was it wasn't Big Freedia, but it was somebody like Big Freedia doing a show there.
1: Oh, yes. Um, Katie Red at Empty Bottle. Yes. Yeah.
0: It was a crazy that night. That
1: twerking was insane. Yeah. Yeah. So Still I, to this date, some of the best working I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, that was what I, I really, it really left an impression on me. I was like, wow, Chicago is crazy. I love this place. Um, and it was yeah. just such an interesting night. Like I just, uh, yeah, a, a real one for the books for sure. Um, and yeah, a real great introduction to Chicago, just being a, like an interesting music city. Uh, thank you again so much for such that. A
1: good, yeah, you have such a good memory. <laughs> I'm so yeah. glad you revived that one. I wouldn't want that one to fade.
0: Right? Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was incredible. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to a couple of people in the chat that just joined us: DJ Nails, DJ Nine R, and Maple Kimchi, uh, F105 uh, Darwin. We got Bout to Blaze, NJ2AK. Thank you guys all so much for joining us. Uh, my boss Subliminals in the chat, the DJ One, the real in Air, Great D and B, the producer DJ Russ99Z, uh, or Z, depending on which country you're in. <laughs> Sassy Bear18. Yeah, we got a lot of cool people in here. Thank you so much for tuning in everybody uh our chat with dj lani love today um okay so going back to the music stuff um did you play any instruments growing up like your orange county years was there like a were you in like a ska yeah. band or like a po- <laughs> i no was never in a
1: band i wish but um no no doubt it was my second cd that i ever bought you know? oh wow and then uh i did i was super into ska though real big fish um Around the days of like AOL's free CDs, like I used my limited internet time to visit like a real big fish like fan site. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyways, to answer your question about instruments, I played piano and violin like many young obedient Asian children do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I play piano, uh, but not violin. That's a hard one. The violin is a very hard instrument, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I... I did quit violin sooner than I did piano. Um, but I wish I had stuck with it, obviously, because I'd be probably a better producer. Um, but I just, ben, Fold fi- ben Folds 5 didn't enter my life soon enough.
0: Oh, so. really? Wow. Yeah. going to go Benfold's 5. Okay.
1: I feel like that could have changed things because um, my piano lessons, I was only playing classical music by really like, Old European men that I, you know I couldn't relate to as a teen.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. The the classical. There's stuff. no joy in it. Yeah, it's hard. It's a it's hard to stay uh, inspired. But um, yeah, no doubt. Um, Maple Kimchi, the first CD was 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 no. Sorry, did you say no doubt was the first CD or was the second CD? It
1: was the second one. Oh, the, so first the first one was one? Alanis, Jagged Little Pill. Hey, Cancon. 1995. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome um so yeah no doubt uh so sorry last i last more said grunge, this as we're talking like peak grunge era here right were you also a grunge yeah. fan
1: yeah i was into grunge i've my music taste is really pretty eclectic um yeah i was super into grunge like alternative rock i even went through emo punk like oh, nice. i was all about it just suburban teenage angst man <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, hard uh, o- OC days, I guess. Um, it's funny, though, I think about the um, the the real big fish comment and no doubt, and I think a lot about Vans Warped Tour. Did you ever go to a Vans Warped Tour?
1: Uh, hell yeah. And I have, <laughs> like, I still have some of the stickers from um, those days because I had a blog that I contributed to with a, a couple other kids from the internet. It was like emotionalpunk.com. Oh, and wow. so I had a little press pass, yeah, and I was taking pictures on like early digital cameras.
0: Oh, this is awesome because yeah, you've you've done a lot of um, blogging and writing. Um, well, not writing, but you were you also did a lot of stuff in the fashion world as well. In fact, when I met you, I know you were you were working in that world. Yeah, T- yeah, new, I, had had a, a um, I had a blog
1: with my friend. I had a blog with my friend Aaron, and uh, I also contributed to Racked. It was a Vox-owned. Uh, Fox media group owned property um, so it was just like their shopping and retail site
0: yeah cool yeah that was yeah. um that was that must have informed your music tastes as well surely
1: yeah I mean I think like um when I hear songs I instantly start picturing like a setting a vibe um, sometimes colors so uh, I think they all just these different mediums just kind of, to me, are very closely related. Um, and actually, I shot a music video for Iced Coffee. I can't wait for you to see it.
0: Oh, wow, is that coming out soon?
1: Yeah, it should be out maybe like next week or the following week. Um, my friend Kyle helped shoot it. He's currently editing it. Uh, we went through the clips like last week or the week before and looks pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> but,
0: but... Is this your first music just... video? Yeah, wow, yeah. It's, I uh... rented
1: a car for it, like a a a young rapper would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome! Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Uh, oh. Dial Jess is in it, and when when we filmed it, actually, we're such like goody t shoes. So we're driving, um, in the Pacific Palisades, and there we had noticed there was a cop and the instant we see his presence, I hate that we have to be like this, but we just like freeze up. So we're both in like pink dresses in a bright yellow convertible, like the least, you know, uh, it's the the most obvious car, you know? And I am definitely driving within the speed limit. There's nothing we should be worried about, but we go from having our hands in the air singing to iced coffee to just like, nothing is happening here. (laughs) We are having no fun. This is just a regular (laughs) Tuesday. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh man yeah i can't wait to see the yeah. video um to uh burn cds uh what up cutty cutso is in here in the chat um, So
1: in the building
0: gotta give a quick shout out to dial jess too um of club mesh i want to talk to you about club mesh actually but before i do that i have to like announce that dial jess has made some of the best emotes uh in the world this one in particular Jeez. um the buff garfield is one of my favorites <laughs>
1: Yo, I really love watching Dial Jess's uh, Twitch journey and just her mind. She's so funny, so clever, and so talented.
0: Yeah. So, how did, yeah, tell tell us about Club Mesh and, and how you guys all like met up.
1: Yeah. So, pr- uh, from the before times, pre pandemic, uh, I had actually, I'll take it back even further. Let's go back to Bloghouse 2000s, MySpace. I'm in college on a compact computer. And I'm browsing the Chicago scene because Domus was hot, then um, kids sister, and then through someone's top eight, I come across this duo. Um, I think they were going by money penny, then they had changed their name at some point to rock to pussy and maybe back to money penny. But it was Jess and chess. Oh, wow. So yeah, so I knew of them back then. Um, and I'm sure like followed them, but I hadn't met them personally. I didn't meet either of them until like, I think 2016 is when I met Chess, um, right as I was um, like, it was like towards the end of my, tale, the, my time in Chicago, but we became friends and we kept in touch and even became closer friends despite us living in different cities. And she would tell me about Chess, I mean, Chess would tell me about Jess. Jesus, their names rhyming, like it's so funny. Um but I was like getting to know Jess a little bit cuz we lived in, both lived in LA, but it was still just through Chess. And then the two of them DJ together at whenever Jess was in town. And there was a place called Celeste in River North. The top floor, the fourth floor is where we often DJ together. It's really hot and sweaty. Um, They have kind of like a plastic roof um, because it's actually like an open-air rooftop in the summer. But in the colder seasons, there's like a little plastic on top and the condensation would just like drip back down on us because it was so cold outside and so hot inside from all the dancing. So uh, they would say – they would joke that they'd have to wear mesh and they're like, oh, club mesh. It's the hottest club. It has everything. And I think they – you know did that once and then they invited me to come along um and we had so much fun the three of us DJing as at club mesh a place that didn't exist and we're like club mesh isn't a place it's a state of mind and it was kind of just a joke but i noticed like people would come back to our nights so i went ahead being the person i am secured like the instagram handle the domain you know all that stuff and we were throwing started throwing monthly parties together for about maybe a year and a half almost two years before pandemic and then when i started streaming um during quarantine i'm no psychic by any means but i just had a feeling two weeks seemed a little ambitious as a way to get rid of like a global virus Mm. so i'm like i don't think we're gonna i think we might be out of work for a little bit so I didn't even know you could monetize Twitch. I just literally thought it would be a good way to sustain some of the excitement and energy we had around Club Mesh, because we were doing it monthly. Um, so I'm like, hey guys, like hop onto Twitch with me. Like, let's, let's at least do like a monthly, like one stream in place of our party. Um, and then we saw how the pandemic played out. So we just kept streaming.
0: That's awesome, yeah. I love yeah. I love Club Mesh. Uh, thank you so much for having me play on the Club Mesh channel uh, once. Um, and yeah, Jess, shout out to D- Dal, Jess, Miss Chestnut. You guys are a really great uh, trio. You guys just are awesome. All equally awesome. It's super awesome. Oh,
1: cool. thank you, and thank you for supporting us. I feel when I think about people who are really good advocates for other talent um, and diversity and all of that, like you definitely are a shining example of how to support people.
0: Oh, sweet. That's, um, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad I can. I'm glad I'm really glad to hear that. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> Moving yeah. on though. What do you like most about being part of a DJ group like Club Mesh, you know, like as, as opposed to just being a yeah. single DJ?
1: Well, the, the company, the companionship, I, I think people, often mistaken like the party lifestyle as us having like tons of friends and i'm like more yes a lot of people know our names but we're working like uh like we're not having conversations or you know chatting with people when we're djing we're like doing something you know um so it can be a pretty like lonely journey if you let it be Um, but it can also be one that allows you to connect with people too, if you are mindful about it and take the opportunity to form genuine connections. You know, like a lot of my great best friends are through DJing, but I think it's because we put in the effort to talk outside of like a loud club or drunken night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just interesting because, um you know, every now and then I'll have a conversation with people about just, you know, from when I was younger, I played in bands. And so there was like kind of like uh, more of a team, you know mentality, like we're doing this together, we've got a common goal. we're all trying to achieve this thing as a group. Um, but with DJs, you know, the nature of it is more of an individual often like you said it can be quite lonely or you know you're just out there on your own um, and sometimes yeah. you know it's almost like you get so used to that or people think so much just about their thing that even the concept of being in a group is like kind of weird or you know, obviously there's strength in numbers, but sometimes it's also like a lot of sacrifice, right? Like making decisions together and compromising with each other. So it can be hard uh, both ways. But um, do you guys come to a lot of decisions together or, you know, like, do you navigate those things pretty easily?
1: Yeah, Um, I think, you know, like, we definitely, we have very distinct um, personalities and points of view. I think what has helped is we almost feel like our decisions are sometimes greater than any of our three personal opinions. Like we have a community now. Mm. So it's really just thinking about like what's best for the larger, the group at large. Um, So when we pick a venue, when we pick a date or a theme, we're thinking about all the mesh heads and Mm. what that experience would be like for them. So that, that helps. Um, And then I will say that, yeah, we definitely have our differences because we're, three grown women with like very different lifestyles. Um, But the great benefit of us being like collaborators is that, you know, we, I think push each other to grow. Um, I think our Twitch journeys, had we not continued club mesh and that group mentality, I don't know that we would have grown as fast or had as much success and innovated as quickly. Like, you know, it, like, for example, channel point redemptions. Like I had a few that I was doing like the plant dance and then Dial Jess then started, she was like, oh, channel point redemptions are a thing. So then she came up with like her dad redemption and chicken bat and all of that. And, you know, from there then, you know, next thing you know, Chess is doing her get learnt or, you know, like it's just, we build off of one another um, whether it's, sometimes it's intentional, sometimes it's subconscious, but I think each person just kind of slowly like raises the stakes and raises the bar.
0: I, I really love the, your collective sense of humor though, like the, yeah, the, the humility and the, and the fun that you guys have is really intoxicating. And it's like, it seems very like consistent and on brand for all of you. <laughs> You'll have you know, yeah. a lot of like fun jokes and like, yeah, every time I'm in any of your streams, it's just like a lot of fun and a lot of kind of in-jokes and and humor, you know.
1: Yeah, like we literally can't help ourselves. I think um, it's just, that's probably why I look forward to DJing with them so much, is it just makes every gig better. Like, um, whenever I get an inquiry, if it seems like a worthwhile, like a big enough opportunity, I often pitch bringing in Dial Jess or Miss Chestnut or both if I can, because I just know it will be better.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I always like, this might not be the best comparison, but there's always like, when I was in school or wherever, there was like this group, cool group and they were always like had their own thing. They just totally didn't need like anyone else to be in their zone. And they just were like totally yeah. ad- ad- like aspirational, like cool people. You know what I mean? Like, and it feels like you guys are kind oh. of like, cool, cool people.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so nice of you to say.
0: <laughs> um, But one of the things that you also do a lot is um, you share you share quite a lot of new music um, to you and Club Mesh audience. Um, and, you know, you do that and through your TikTok as well. But as a DJ, you know, how important is that to you?
1: Um, I think it's very much a part of the Club Mesh and my personal like DNA as a, a, a DJ and curator. Because um, I think your mind just expands by being exposed to new music. And I just personally am always curious to find new things. There are certainly people who find more new music than I do, like at a greater rate or whatever. But um, it's important to me to never play the same set,
0: Mm.
1: especially DJing as often as I do, um, both online, offline. Like there are some people who pull up to almost all of my streams. I could never play the same set to them. Right. So the new, new music helps, I think, provide something fresh and different.
0: Do you think there is a balance, though, as well, of playing certain things, like certain oh, songs yeah. um, quite frequently? So people almost, you almost, I, I don't know, not maybe not ownership isn't the right word, but people...
1: There's a signature sound or something. Yeah,
0: or like there's yeah. something that you feel like you've introduced or you've kind of provided a platform for, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm not at all trying to take ownership of certain songs, but I think there are songs that very much fit my vibe or, you know, they've become part of like my favorites crate, I would say. So if there's a lit lawn set, so like that's like when I play like a party set or something, um, there are certain songs that I haven't heard too many other djs play but i keep in heavy rotation so yeah um and then i also think because of things like channel point redemptions going back to twitch land um we'll have certain redemptions like uh jess has a moan zone one mine's like a wholesome swerve wholesome minus the l yeah whatever you know (laughs) yeah so then we have like certain tracks that kind of stay in heavy rotation for those re- redemptions.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. it's I um, I, I feel like that's almost so, like something personally I get really excited about is if I come across an artist, like, you know, this is probably a terrible example now, but I remember when I first came across Channel trays I was like, oh man, this guy is so cool. Yeah. I got to play his music like yeah. all the time. And then I was like, man I'm just gonna play and play his music I want everyone to know about it and I'm sure I was like super late on the game but it felt like it was something that I had discovered and I was like introducing to people and um that felt so cool as a DJ to like be like
1: don't be so modest you're very good about finding new tracks but yeah channel trace like that was in the club mesh heavy rotation to pre-pandemic that was like one that we loved playing
0: right yeah and it's great to yeah. see his success like Big up channel trays, I'll get you hopefully we can get you on the, the podcast one eventually at one point. But um yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. And that he's also from LA, so you know, shout out LA music, uh productions yeah. and house music also. Um so um uh, let's get let's get to the origin story of, of, of DJ Lani Love. I gotta know what was the moment that made you decide to be a DJ.
1: Uh Moving to New York. Yeah, I think just not knowing anyone, um, I felt like I had to make the most of this new environment that I was in. And then um, so I had bought actually Vanguard bots, who, you know,
0: oh, yeah, um, my
1: chat knows him as production. Yeah. So we met through my first post college job, like um, we were two of eight like associates in this rotational program it was a an effort to increase diversity in the advertising industry you can do that with eight people by the way um (laughs) (laughs) and so we met through that and um he like when we're just getting to know each other uh I remember this conversation specifically we're on like the train platform after our work orientation and he's like so what do you you know doing your free time or whatever and it's like i really love music like collecting it uh, i want to learn how to dj and he's like you should do that And i was like yeah i'll try to i think I'll, I'll try to make that happen and then six months into our job i saved up enough to buy one turntable and a mixer and he went with me to buy those things and then i told myself like if i can practice um mixing between itunes and like adjusting the pitch on the one record player I had. If I practiced beat matching enough, then I would allow myself to buy a second turntable.
0: Oh, wow. Well, and I eventually did. That's awesome. I also got to say that that's like massive cheers to Vanguard bots for the supportive partner of the year award and um, yeah. being there from day one and the journey of DJ Lani loves DJ journey.
1: Yeah. It, and uh, as a friend too, with no agenda.
0: That's awesome. Say. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, so I guess there was the, um, was there, I mean, you, you said you met DJ Morsi, um, but was there a DJ that was like the kind of a catalyst? You went to see a DJ specifically I was like, mm. that's so imp- impressive. Like I'm inspired by this.
1: I don't know that there was one DJ, but it's probably just that whole wave of blog house. Mm. So A-Track, Diplo, um hollertronics like a lot of stuff that was i just found online i never even got to see them live um but that whole era of djs like really i loved it because that's when mashups it's crazy isn't it crazy that mashups are big again because of tiktok
0: yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely
1: and i knew that fashion kind of traveled in like a 20-year like cycle but i just didn't see it coming with music I guess there are some cycles of music too, but I had never, I didn't think about it until TikTok.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I, I feel like we ca- we have to, I have to ask, did you ever go to The Rub? Because I feel like The Rub is such an important yes. part of this. Oh yeah,
1: The Rub for sure. Um, Banana Split was mm. a party in LA with Aoki and AM. Um, yeah, so those, I think all those events really made me want to DJ and scion compilation cds
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's cool though too because like talking about when you talked earlier about your you know going to the warp tour and stuff like that i feel like mashups and that that kind of open format time was a very interesting time to get into djing because there was a lot of like entry points like you didn't have to you know you didn't have to say i just want to be a house music dj or i'm just going to be a hip-hop dj you could be like i like hip-hop i like house i like electronic music i like rock music i like oldies i can yes. do all those things now um
1: yeah like um i was super into indie rock like rapture and all the dfa stuff lcd sound system and so it was so fun to be able to play those songs and like hip hop records that I liked from the '90s and 2000s. It was so fun.
0: Absolutely. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out. We have um, Tiger Mom Toy in the house, uh, the, the the homie, the homie, the big big homie, Tiger Mom Toy. It's great yes. to see you here. Um, didn't realize you're a Hot Chip fan, but yeah, Hot Chip forever. <laughs> over
1: and over, forever and ever.
0: <laughs> it's great to have you here, Allison. Um, so so I guess if you were if you but if you got into DJing pre servato I guess you were in the you know digging in, in the vinyl bins. Um, yeah. Do you remember your first like DJ record that you bought?
1: I don't remember my first one because I bought so many kind of all the same. T- so my first vinyls ever were definitely emo records. Okay. <laughs> like Thursday and Thrice and stuff that I would not necessarily play in a DJ set today, but I think. um I'm not sure which one was first but like lcd sound system gold frap mia arular like probably like those were some of the earlier ones that I, I bought
0: yeah that first M.I.A. album is so good hey yeah what a, it still goes such a timeless record and uh yeah wow she, her whole story is so cool i really i really love mia's like she was touring with um was it l7 uh she was like touring with uh, a, a like a grunge electronic grunge band and uh peaches and peaches like showed her how to use the amp, the drum machine and then that was like it and she started like that's just so cool like what yeah. a cool
1: yeah i remember the first time i saw her she opened for lcd sound system in new york uh, i think it was 2000 uh in la okay in 2007 uh, i was in college then and I remember she got on stage, her hair was like unbrushed. I think she just wore like an Adidas tracksuit and just her ability to command the stage as just her like chilling. I was like, she is a star. Yeah. It was so fun.
0: Let's hope we get some more MIA music soon. Um, cause yeah. Yeah. The the industry needs MIA. She's, she's a really a powerhouse. So, um, talking about, um, you know, what you're doing with music as a producer, um, and kind of finding your voice, finding your, your, your sound. Um, that that's also like a really important thing we're talking about with DJing. Um, I'm curious to know, um, you know, how, how important is like finding your identity as a DJ and what are some of the things that you've learned that help you kind of define what you wanted to be as a DJ?
1: I, Don't know. That's like a really good question, because I think it's something I still um, am trying to figure out myself because I have such eclectic taste and I struggle to describe my sound as a DJ sometimes. Um, Because when I say open format, to me, it means like what we talked about, indie rock, hip hop, like, you know, even like other left field genres kind of all in, in one. But sometimes when you say open format, it just makes someone think like a Vegas big room DJ that plays whatever is hot at the moment, you know? Um, So I'm still kind of figuring it out. I think I have a sound just through the nature of liking what I like and being consistent about my point of view. Like even if a record's hot, if I don't personally identify with it, I probably won't play it in my set. So um, I think that helps in that. Some friends will tell me when I used to DJ in retail stores a lot, like at top shop, my friends would know if it was me DJing or not just like the moment they walked in the store. They're like, Oh, that's a Lonnie love song.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Like a talking heads, you know, remix. They're like, that's Lonnie.
0: Uh, Do you think that's kind of like having integrity in your DJ sets or, you know, I I mean, that's how I maybe think of it, right? Like you, if you're, if you're not down with something, you're not going to compromise perhaps. For, yeah, for something that I, you don't believe in?
1: Well, uh, I I see DJing as very much like a, a privilege um, to be able to pursue art um, as like a lifestyle and my source of livelihood. Because I worked a corporate job for many years. And I feel like if I were to compromise, like sure, I have some DJ gigs that I don't love. But if I'm going to take the joy out of this thing that this path that I chose I should just sell out for lack of a better word I guess just go back to corporate and just make like a great salary and get benefits and enjoy a cushy lifestyle um rather than taint like this thing that I enjoy so much
0: that's really awesome that's that's how actually how I I really relate to that because it is kind of a sacred thing right it's like you know and that's tough and I'm not I don't I hope that you you know people in the chat don't get this wrong you know like obviously if that's your livelihood you know that's your livelihood and there's no shade but everyone can maybe have like their own approach to this thing you know that we love with music and uh you know my dad even said at one point you know he was maybe being a bit sarcastic or maybe a little bit dark but he was like if you love music don't get into the music industry and it was like (laughs) kind of like kind of a warning you know what i mean like yeah it, the industry side of the music of music will will maybe rob you a little bit of your love for it you know and yeah it's like you hear things like don't meet your heroes blah blah blah, all these sort of like things right. but i do agree with you and i do really feel that if you really you know do do get a lot of joy out of music that obviously there can be a real compromise with you know the i guess the economic side of of doing it for a living um yeah and navigating and, that's I mean, tough.
1: I do think sticking, staying true to your point of view is it will. It's fruitful, um, and it pays off. It it might, it can seem. Sometimes it might seem like you're losing out on reaching everybody, but the truth is, I think just staying true will help you. Whether it's blogging, um, or content creation, or DJing, I think and all these things to really establish your voice it's important you just have to stick to what you believe what you're into um and then you can you know obviously evolve as like most people and artists do but you have to start i think with some sense of focus
0: yeah i think that's something you do really really well actually um and i and i think that's what's so cool about when you hear like the wholesome dj and all these things like this is really like <laughs> who you are you know like you really lean into you yeah. you know who you are and i think that actually is yeah. like one of those things when we're talking about like using your voice it's also like a confidence that you have and then that attracts maybe people feel more they gravitate to you more because they're like oh you're obviously very sure yeah. of yourself and cool with being wholesome
1: yeah. and i so i legit did fight, fight it kind of like because i thought one of my big goals is to DJ, like bigger rooms, festivals, you know, type events, who's going to book the wholesome DJ, it's not giving, like, big stage energy, you know, and I was like, that's, it might be in conflict with my goals, but it is legit who I am. And I think, in a way, embracing it has made my community, like people who follow me have similar energy, like, it's so sweet, actually. Sometimes I'll have gigs or events that I DJ and my the, my wholesome crew from Twitch um, or Instagram, whatever, like some of, people will come out to see me, but they won't say hi because they know that I'm working. They're like, well, I knew you're working, so I didn't want to disrupt you. And I was like, no, I've had to now establish like, please say hi for our lives to intersect. We don't know how many times that can happen so please stop by um but yeah i'll have fans that will come up and they'll be like hey i know you're setting up I just want to say hello because you told me to say hello and i'll <laughs> catch you later
0: <laughs> that's awesome um yeah hey uh, t- well allison says she'll book the wholesome dj um uh, so yeah you've got you've got definitely some bookings Thank you, from, tiger mom from allison and shout out the producer dj for the 100 bits yeah. thank you so much for that thanks for the cheers um and also i saw Kari um mention that mia mia announced a new project yesterday so that's exciting oh, so thank you for the update there I'm, I'm looking forward to that i also saw that um little dragon is releasing has released a new song yeah. so i'm looking forward to that as well
1: and shout out Katso uh he's one of the friends that i often send my half-baked ideas to like my songs And he's, like, one of the people that I'm, like, pulse-checked. Like, is this song a vibe?
0: Oh, yeah. And he's got great taste. Cutty Cutso has a great ear. He's a great producer and DJ himself. And we've also got DJ Lowkey in here. Shout-out Lowkey, good music Twitch president. Thank you so much for tuning in. He's got a great party coming up, actually, this weekend in San Francisco, if you're in. Yes, uh,
1: with the Live In Proof.
0: That's right. Another wholesome DJ. One of the most wholesome. Yeah. (laughs) But... um.
1: (laughs) Loki's so awesome. I got to play his goodness party in Denver, uh, a couple of weeks ago and there was a literal rainbow. Like it, it rained a little bit and the sun came out and there was a rainbow just shining for his party. Oh, how epic.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. What an awesome. Thank you,
1: Loki again for that.
0: Yeah. I got to come down to Denver, uh, sometime and say yeah. hi and play that party one, one of these days very soon. Um, Now, um, we have a question that we ask every guest on the show, and I'd really like to ask you. I feel like you have a really great answer for it, too. Um, And that is, what does the power of music mean to you?
1: Power of music means being able to change someone's energy and like change an entire room's vibe just with a song. Um, I think we've seen the power of music over quarantine, a time that was very dark and confusing, Um, pretty devastating for a lot of people and then being able to listen to music kind of restored people's sense of like you know calm um even brought people joy like i think quarantine has highlighted how important music is like more than ever
0: absolutely yeah
1: yeah can unlock memories like old, it can unlock old memories with your throwback tunes or you can create new ones with new whatever you know
0: that's what's so cool about being a dj hey like there's always a part of yeah. me that's secretly like hoping that i've created i've helped in some part create a played the right song at the right time for someone that they're always going to have like in their mind is like oh yeah i was at this party and you played this song and you know, I, I don't know i met this person i had this realization and yes.
1: there's there's a club. There are a few songs like that in the club mesh world. So um, there's a Marie Davidson Soul Wax remix um, of "Work," and we've played it like we've rinsed the hell out of that record in our our sets. But when we played it live at our first post quarantine party, um, I brought out the inflatable avocado, and like you know, did my human clown show thing. <laughs> And then threw the avocado out into the crowd and it like crowd surfed to the back of the room and then like back, back to the front and you know that we threw the pit too and actually shared a clip of that with Vanguard um cousin and he's like a very sassy man. He's like, wow, I have no idea what that was, but congratulations. <laughs>
0: Hey that that makes yeah. me think I I don't know this uh work is it work at Marie Davidson the Solwax remix? Yes. Can we play that for a second? I I don't really know if I am that familiar with this.
1: Song is so good. Like if you like Soul Wax, I mean just like all their other records, it's awesome.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to go in pretty uh, I don't lo- like know how this starts.
1: It's okay. The build the build is great.
0: Okay, cool. So this is yeah, like work every
1: it. second of the song like there's club mesh memories with it
0: okay also awesome. little this is pitch
1: a... bend the avocado is leaning backwards <laughs> like it was so fun our mesh heads were literally screaming in this moment i think there, there might be a clip of it on youtube i'm not sure but
0: okay oh wow this is gonna yeah See if we get some mesh emotes in the chat Kind of short because uh you know we've got the dmca dmca on our on our butt but uh yeah, um, yeah. yeah it sounds like um this is how buff garfield gets to uh his state
1: <laughs> yeah he he works definitely all some... the fucking time
0: <laughs> yeah there's only one way to get that buff garfield and that's not eating not eating lasagna and dancing to that song a lot
1: yeah
0: um that's awesome. Um, now, <laughs> the, 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 this is an interesting. Oh, and, segue. and
1: like another um, one more example of a song just like sticking, um, having really strong memories. Uh, Victoria Rollins was our guest at our second party and she played an ABBA track and it just so happened. Perfect timing. That was when one of our mesh heads Icy, came out in inflatable Pikachu costume and it was like it made for a very epic moment so it was the night that the mask mandate came back in place in july delta variant was on the rise so it was like yeah you can enter our party without a mask but at midnight you know sure some clubs didn't enforce it but we're very cautious here at club mesh so we handed out masks at the entry entryway and we're like um it's a crystal mesh rave so the whole theme of that party you know was that it was a rave and at midnight, a giant Pikachu emerged and was glowing from all the like glow sticks in the audience.
0: Oh yeah, my gosh, that is epic. Yeah, I see is as an MVP. We got Sophie Tucker-Daily in here. What up, Sophie Tucker-Daily? Thank you for tuning in.
1: You be. We got the
0: psychology department here too. We got Veggie Delight, Russ99Z, I think I said that already. Matt D is here. Thank you guys all f- for being here. This is really awesome. Um, now, the... The question i had for you this is probably a bit of an odd segue but um um, what what do you hope to leave uh what do you hope to achieve as a legacy as a dj or what sort of i guess legacy would you like to leave as a dj
1: so i think legacy feels so ambitious i think if you talk to me like in my 20s or my years as a teen i wanted to have some grand legacy you know have like a really big impact Um, and be known by many and I think in more recent years my goal has shifted where I just hope to have a meaningful relationship and impact with the people that do know who I am so um, I just want to be remembered as you know bringing people joy like brightening their day and um, whether it's through sharing good music or just like creating an ambiance that was really fun like I think I'd be happy with that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great goal. Um, I know, I know what you mean, though. I guess that sound that sounds pretty, it's quite, it's quite a big question, right? Legacy is a yeah interesting word.
1: Like, if, you know, if there's some just small takeaway that people take, you know, get from watching my streams or going to my parties, like, I just would hope that maybe they learn a little bit more about Vietnamese culture. Like that's something I would hope to sprinkle in. Um, but yeah, just if, if people feel some sense of joy from my music, my sets, like I'd be so satisfied with that.
0: That's amazing. Um, now I, I have, I've discovered this artist, um, another artist. Um, are you aware of another Lani love in the world?
1: Yes, I am because i think it was to around 2011 early days of instagram i'm like hashtagging my stuff with both dj lonnie love and just lonnie love and then i'm like wow my hashtag it's like a baby the parent and you know what she's cute baby like whatever so i kind of like abandoned the hashtag because the parents were posting so many baby photos and uh little did i know that this baby would grow to become a internet, uh, celebrity of her own accord. So, yeah.
0: Um,
1: I'm sure there's a lesson in copyright or something there, but
0: <laughs> yeah, well I was really, I was, I was also quite impressed by her song, uh, Lani love the other Lanny love. Um, yeah. she's got a song called keeping it cute. Have you heard of the song?
1: Not that one. No.
0: Okay. Do you mind if we, play that let's do it okay yeah this is the other Lonnie Love um also pretty talented um might I add but this is this is yes. Keeping It Cute by Lonnie Love
1: keep it cute Lonnie
0: Love placing on the track still keeping it cute hey, try, I'll do. I'm keeping it cute
1: I'm keeping it cute. Flies
0: fly skin Yeah. I'm keeping it cute. Lots flex, stuff in the zoo. Still keeping it cute. Heavy not try out this. I'm keeping it cute. Mommy blow my roots, Hey, I'm keeping it cute. Fly skin Yeah. I'm keeping it cute. Yeah, you know I'm on. Dance until the Okay, that's that's all we've got for now, but I wow. would really love if at some point we get a Lani Love DJ Lani Love collab or remix.
1: Yeah. A squared? Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: Right? Like an up tempo, like Lani Love, with a guest verse by DJ Lani Love as well yeah. would be fire.
1: How does this youth have so much swag? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> right? pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Like her and Zaza, I feel like they should go on tour. Do you know Zaza?
0: Ah uh, no. I'm not up on Zaza.
1: Oh, Zaza, um, I think that her Instagram was red carpet girls like with a Z and she has a song, uh, I think it's like, what it do or something like that. And same, just really swaggy kids bop. Like her videos, I think she was four um, when she first like did like, she was on power 106 with like big boy and just very confident, like amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah I Zaza. I'm- very impressed by both you both Lani loves but yeah this I didn't know at uh I don't even know how old she is but that's um impressive swag for four five six I don't even know oh, you good. yeah
1: I don't I can't when I can't identi- ID ages of kids I'm just like oh very young
0: <laughs> yeah um but yeah so that's the other Lani love <clears throat> um as I was saying though please go and stream um DJ Lani loves latest song Ice coffee or candlestick flicker which are both available on all streaming services right now just type in exclamation point follow in fact I'll do it for you in the chat and we you'll be able to follow her also on um, Instagram and Twitch if you don't already cause yeah do yourself a favor and do that um, but yeah look I think I think that's about it for today, Lani. I, I really wanted to thank you so much for your time. Um, and it's really great to finally have you on the show. I know we've been friends for over a decade now and it's just so cool to see everything that you're doing uh, as a producer. Um, yeah, it's insp- inspiring. So uh, is there anything thank that you, you. wanted to, to let anyone know about? You've got, I know you said you have a video coming mm-hmm. out. Is it next week? A
1: video? Yeah, it should be uh, still, still editing. So I think next week or the following week I'll be posting about it on social, I'm sure. Um, and then Mesh Fest, actually, with Club Mesh. We're doing three events back-to-back, um, August 19th, 20th, 21st. We're doing, like, our beauty bar that's our old, like, pre-pandemic stomping ground. It's a really cute venue, e- epic glitter walls, like, one of the cutest disco ball rooms. And then um, we're doing a Halloween in August party, which was something that started as a raid-a-thon. Um, Miss Chestnight, her birthday was in August. She loves Halloween, so I was like, "Why don't we do a Halloween in August? Raidathon where we dress up." So we're just doing it in real life now, awesome. um, and we are giving away a prize to the best cost the best costume that night. Like we upped the stakes. Our partner Hercules is giving us a Hercules Impulse five hundred to give away.
0: Awesome! Yeah, shout out so Hercules. That Saturday really fun.
1: Yeah, Hercules is awesome. If anyone's looking for a controller to start their DJ journey, they have really great well-made affordable options um and then we're doing a boat party with greg corner it's an 80s versus 90s and it's like one of my favorite events that we do
0: oh awesome yeah 90s i mean you know we got jagged little pill we got no doubt we got some real big fish (laughs) you know we're gonna have all that in there right yeah um totally so are those events in chicago la where what cities
1: uh, they're all in Chicago okay. for for this year. Yeah, this is year two. We did it last year. It was super fun. Um, it was so exhausting last year that I was like, I am never doing this again. As I like <laughs> laid, you know, comatose for like a week, and then of course this year rolls around, and I'm like, I can't
0: wait. Um, and is there any possibility of you playing in LA if people wanted to come and check you in uh, in Los yes. Angeles?
1: I stay in rotation uh, in LA at Broken Shaker at the Freehand Hotel, and also Clifton's, um, also downtown. Oh, awesome. I'm out and about.
0: I hope to catch you there. I'll be back in LA soon. So um, I look forward to seeing you in person. Um, And yeah, please, everybody, go bump those songs that are awesome, add them to your playlist or whatever. Um, But with that, I'd like to say thank you again, Lani, and thank you to everyone who tuned in. And that will conclude our Unscripted for, I guess, what is it today? August? (laughs) August 10th. (laughs) thank you so much lenny
1: thank you all
0: right thanks everyone see you later